good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dorinda Trick, and you have just joined me for today's episode of Nurtured to Love, Why You'll Never Know Your True Identity Until You Get to Know Your Own Spirit. Glad you've joined me. We are winding up uh, this study uh, from a book entitled Witness to the Truth, something I wrote a few years back with our last chapter today uh, about how we get through Uh, this world of ours, uh, spirit first, right? So let's go before the Lord and commit our time together today to Him. Father, I thank You for Your powerful Word, the truth that sets us free. I remember, Lord, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, that we are given a caution, a word of warning, a word of admonition, to be careful that we uh, do not fail to enter into your rest because your promise of rest still stands, just like it did so many years ago for the Israelites. Uh, We too have a promise that if we will rest and trust you with our lives and all of our concerns, Lord, that you are going to be faithful to us. So I bless each person who is listening and who has listened to uh, what I've shared from this book. And thank you, God, for helping them to come into a greater uh, trust and rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is going to be a pretty short one today. Of course, as soon as I say that, it may go a little bit longer, but we had a really long uh, episode, I know, uh, before uh, this one today. This is, again, that final uh, chapter in the book, Witness to the Truth. And just uh, as kind of a recap, I want to uh, tell you that, you know, this is an important area to dig into when we think about how we have been designed in our spirits and how for the majority of us, we have absolutely no clue, no understanding about our true identity, true identity resting in the design, the redemptive design that God has placed in our essence, in our core being, in our spirit. A part of us that has existed forever, and before we were even born physically in the earth, existed with God and will exist in eternity forever. Of course, our decision to accept salvation in Jesus Christ determines our final destination. And so I know for those listening, there may be, uh, you know, heartfelt prayers, right, for those in your life that you Uh, Hope will come to faith in Christ because you recognize that um, they don't trust, they don't trust God, they don't know God. And so they, um, you know, they're really living their lives primarily uh, in the physical realm, the soulish and physical realms. There's nothing wrong with the physical and soulish realms, but as we've learned here, right, we've been made to live our lives led by our own spirits and to partner with God's spirit, spirit to spirit. Of course, there's going to be, in order to do anything, we have to have our souls and bodies, right? But we 
allow the Lord to nurture us in our identity in Him so that then we know what uh, our purpose is and we have been designed for fulfillment. So when we are doing that thing for which we were designed in our spirit by God to do, we can't get enough of it. It is truly a passion. God You know, before I came to the Lord, I would never in a million years have thought that God would have been about passion, right? And that He would have been absolutely um, uh, wanting me to to live life passionately. He does, and but the way He wants us to do it is to determine, to identify, to discover rather who we are in him and when we do that and we understand what he has anointed us empowered us to do through his design of us then we are living a life that we love we can't get enough of what we've been made to do we don't just operate in our easy strength uh, although many believers do that Uh, they don't really go deeper and discover their spiritual identity and purpose Um, So there is an easy strength because, again, God designs everybody. Whether they accept Him or not is another thing. And so we do have things that we can do quite easily. But God's uh, end game, really, is that we will depend on Him. And as we depend on Him, we are partnering with Him. And in order to fulfill our divine purpose for being here to begin with, God is not going to deal with our soul about it. He wants to deal with our spirit because it is a spiritual partnership. It's called dominion, spiritual dominion, when we are partnering spirit to spirit to accomplish God's purposes in the earth. So that we we don't even know all this stuff that I just got through telling you, but the spirit realm does. The enemy is an intelligent uh, being and he can recognize the tremendous potential on the inside of us that we are just blithely ignorant of. And so he does his uh, level best, as we know, to use pain and other circumstances in our lives to draw us away from God, to get us to depend on ourselves, to keep feeding that soul of ours so that our souls lead our lives. And it's not God's best for us because uh, that part of us He simply did not make to lead us. Uh, Remember the foundational scripture here for divine design is 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. It goes like this. Listen with your spirit. And then we'll get into today's lesson. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Yes, he will do it. I hope you have enjoyed this study with me and will continue to listen as I continue to share things that God is giving me about this whole business of the human spirit and what God has designed us to do. Let's get started. Today, again, chapter 16 in the book entitled Witness to the Truth, How We Get Through. Unbelievably, within the last four years, two young wives and mothers in our family have succumbed to premature death, leaving young children behind. Boy, did this make me mad. Fathers, relatives and friends are doing their best to fill the void that was left behind as a result of the losses. But we all know that only a mother can fill the role of a mother in a child's life. Now, why am I telling you this? As I reflect on my own life and the lives of these young people, as well as others I've known, 
who've experienced deep heartache and loss, a question comes up to consider. How do we get through? I mean, really, how do we manage with all the pain, misunderstanding, and just plain ineptitude on the part of parents and others alike to get through this life on planet Earth? Back with my family again at Christmas this year, I cried out to the Lord on behalf of one of these children who'd lost his mom, a young boy. He's adrift and angry. I felt angry toward God, and I told him so, accusing God of setting this child up for failure when he knows better than we do, right, what this world is full of, which is trouble. As I've written, this trouble comes to us early in life at a time when the devil has an unfair advantage over us. Why does God allow it to be this way? His answer came in the form of a question. It was just like him, kind but firm. I heard him say, Do you see one of my ways? I do set you up, as you say. The emotional, psychological, even spiritual battle you experienced in your own life and are now witnessing in the life of this child is real, and it's right now. Due to circumstances in his life, he is on his own, but I do not want him to perish, and I will come to him. Remember my word. This is John chapter 3, verse 15 from the Amplified. Listen with your spirit. So that everyone who believes in him, who cleaves to him, trusts him, and relies on him, may not perish but have eternal life and actually live forever. Like you were as a child, and this is the Lord continuing to speak to me, like you were as a child, he is isolated, high-strung, and hard on himself and others. His heart is in warfare, and without much in the way of emotional safety or spiritual understanding, the future looks bleak, but keep on praying. Pray for him to recognize and receive me. I will come to him. I want him to recognize me. I want him to receive me. He is free to choose. From John chapter 16, verse 33, the word of the Lord. Listen to this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Free to choose. These three big words, and they are big, aren't they? Free to choose are so powerful. Even now, there are times I find the battle for faith a fierce one. I'm sure you do too. I must choose to witness to the truth. I must choose and keep on choosing faith. I must believe and keep on believing in the power of love. Believing is a choice each one of us makes. For me, learning to choose God has been like a dream awakening to come to understand and recognize my Father God and that the dreams and the hopes He's placed in my heart are His and that it's safe to dream and hope again. This is in large part a result of nurture to my spirit. As I nurture my spirit, my spirit wakes up I can now receive the love of God in a way I've never done before. I can now receive His forgiveness and be free of guilt and fear. 
I'm better able to receive the sound mind of Jesus through His Word. I get the power for living from His Spirit's ministry to my spirit. My spirit is finally big enough to witness to the truth, to lead me in my life. This is much better than the old way, which was when my soul led my life, primarily based on my emotions. All of these are benefits that have come to me as I have nurtured the deepest part of my being, my own spirit. Yeah, there were some unfortunate things that happened in my life, no doubt. My spirit was certainly affected, but it stood apart, connected to something above I had no words for. Now I do. It was heaven, heaven's heart, God's heart for me. And I'm falling in love, sweet love, so heavenly. God loves each one of us so much. He's promised in His Word He will never leave us or forsake us. Do you think that's for the born-again Christians only? I don't. I believe that He was with me, loving me, and waiting for me for many years. I believe that's what He's doing now for my nephew. Waiting for me to choose, waiting for my nephew to choose. And actually, since I've written this book, here's a praise report, he has come to the Lord. (laughs) So we are very pleased and very grateful. I wandered, I wandered way outside the camp, so to speak, but love drew me back. I thank God for his grace and his power that enabled me to choose love, to return to him. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. We'll never be at a point in our lives where we don't have to choose. We must choose life or death every day. Be sure to stay strong in the Lord and follow His leading. We must purpose to build our spirit up in Him, in the power of His might, standing on the foundation of His Word. From Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6b and 7a from the Amplified, not by might, listen with your spirit to the word of God for you, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol, says the Lord of hosts. For who are you, O great mountain of human obstacles? (laughs) He has given us everything we need for life and godliness, which is another powerful scripture. Listen to it with your spirit. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness. That's 2 Peter 1.3. Choose love. Choose truth. Choose Jesus now. This is what I'm saying to you. He is waiting for you to witness to the truth and be set free. Finally, listen with your spirit to this anthem of freedom, which is God's DNA in every human spirit, written by my friend and songwriter Ronnie Freeman. The name of the book is, uh, the name of the song rather, is Fly. Sometimes it feels like your feet are frozen, heavy as stone, stuck on the ground. Your heart aches because you know you're made for soaring. Fear keeps lying, trying to keep you down, trying to tie you down. Right in the moment of your greatest weakness, maybe the remedy is to remember that freedom belongs to you. Nothing can take that away from you. Don't forget your chains are broken. Prison doors are wide open. Don't forget it's love that's crushed them. 
says that you're another person. You belong in the sky. You can fly. You can fly. It's time to live now and finally stretch your wings. Take some chances and you will see. Colors brilliant and dreams made possible. There is no limit now. You are unstoppable. So when the lie comes in like a raging flood, remember who you are. You can rise above. Freedom belongs to you. Nothing can take that away from you, no. Don't forget your chains are broken. Prison doors are wide open. Don't forget it's love that crushed them. Says that you're another person. You belong in the sky. You can fly. You can fly. The sky's the limit. Once you're in it, fly. Don't forget your chains are broken. Prison doors are wide open. Don't forget it's love that crushed them. Says that you are another person. You belong in the sky. You can fly. You can fly. Don't forget. You can fly. Thank you for sticking with me as we covered this book called Witness to the Truth. I'm Dorinda Trick, and this is Nurtured to Love, why you'll never know your true identity until you get to know your own spirit for Tuesday, March the 28th, 2023. I'm signing off and hoping you'll check out this uh, podcast uh, after today. Don't know exactly what direction the Lord will be leading me in, but I know it'll be a good one. So God bless your spirit and have a blessed day. Bye-bye now.